Mike is on. Check one, two. I think we're live. Week four of the Optimism Twitter Spaces. What's up? Thank you for joining. Quick reminder, these Twitter Spaces are recorded and they're posted on Spotify. Uh, yeah, the purpose of this uh, podcast slash Twitter Space is just to cover layer two usable blockchain decentralized applications from a user's perspective, covering things like NFTs in the optimism space or different protocols that allow lending and borrowing, decentralized social media, you name it. I think there's a lot of exciting things going on. Just going to do a quick disclaimer here. Not financial advice ever. This is a Twitter space podcast for entertainment purposes only. We do talk about crypto, NFTs, layer twos. Uh, all of this stuff is risky, right? Uh, you can lose everything that you put into this space. Uh, it's it's a risk, right? It's like going to Vegas uh, in some ways. <laughs> yeah, don't take it as, as fact, not financial advice. I don't want anybody to lose money or get scammed. With that being said, got the quick disclaimer out of the way. Happy Monday. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Hopefully the Memorial Day is going well. I know it's a long weekend here in the United States. I didn't have work today. Uh, I actually uh, had some travel yesterday, so feels good to be back and kind of sitting, sitting in one place, not moving around. But uh, yeah, things are good over here. So what's up, Jay Rocky? Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, no Memorial Day was uh, was excellent. It's nice to have a, a long weekend away from uh, from Web two, even though you know you're you're working in Web three still, but that's actually enjoyable. Yes, it's like <laughs> I can't wait to check discords and stuff for my all my Web three endeavors and projects. But yeah, the Web two thing, it's, it's nice to get a little break. Sometimes we need a break. Breaks are good. Web three is—it's like a relaxing thing for me. So it never—it doesn't feel like work, to be honest. Yep. Yep. No doubt. Yes, hundred percent. Um. Yeah. So I went ahead and shared uh some in some of the discords. It sounds like we might have somebody from Putty Fi jumping on, which is exciting. Got a couple of topics here to talk about. Uh, a little bit on soulbound NFTs, working on a post covering soulbound NFTs. I know that Vitalik uh, published something in SSRN as well as he put out a more less technical blog post about them. But um, yeah, working on dissecting that a little bit and expanding on some potential use cases. I think there's a lot going on. Have a few exciting optimism statistics to share from a couple dashboards and uh yeah it's just should be a fun inclusive space abraxas alex uh if anybody wants to jump up and speak or jump in the conversation feel free to do so at any time um you know yeah and uh and tam is on as well so we can pull him up on stage from from putty and i'm saying tam because unfortunately i can't pronounce that uh that whole username so i may need some help there yes what's up tam Hey, not much. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah thanks for jumping on. Appreciate it. Uh, you, you and Jay Rocky connected. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the first ones in our Discord. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was. Oh man, <clears throat> I'm so glad that. Uh, by the way, you reached out uh, whenever you were starting Putty. It was just such such a cool and unique project. Like, 
I've, I can't wait to, to actually get into it on this call, but I've, I've literally never seen anything, anything like it on, on any other network. So, um, yeah, I was happy to get into the discord and, uh, start to use it early. It's, it's really, really cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. How did you hear about it, J-Rocky? Oh, man, I can't even remember. I think uh, I think he reached out directly on uh, on Twitter. He was like, hey, I'm starting this, uh, this protocol. It's a, uh, an options NFT market. Well, an NFT uh, and ERC-20 options market uh, launching on optimism and also mainnet and so i was like whoa what is what is that i've never even thought about anything like that and uh you know jumped into the discord uh started checking it out uh read the white paper i uh, just got just got really interested in it but yeah that was a while back months and months and months ago probably early 22 yeah we started uh we had all the public facing stuff starting in january um so how long were you working on it uh, before before January? Well, conceptually, it was a little bit further back, a couple months back, uh, out the other developer and myself. We had taken some hits on uh, NFTs in the past uh, during the first hype cycle. And uh, we figured that there is a need for a little bit more sophistication in the NFT finance space. Um, both on optimism and mostly on mainnet as well, because obviously there's a lot more liquidity for NFTs right now. Even though if you guys, I'm sure you guys know this, the bridge that Kehotic built out is looking pretty nice. I hope uh, people start using that soon. Um, but uh, basically, yeah, we, we started talking about the idea for a while, fleshed out some of the architecture, and then started working on the MVP, um, which I think we ended up releasing in March um, but right now we're focused on our second product, Kali, which is like a covered call platform, which will also be on Optimism as well, um, which we're launching pretty shortly. I think like a little more than a week out, uh, just really depends on when the audit is finished. Um, and then after that, we're going to flesh out Putty and make it a full fledged product as opposed to just an MVP. So that's kind of the game plan. So Putty's on mainnet, it looks like. Yeah, Putty and Kali both. So Putty is on mainnet and Optimism, and Kali is in testnet right now on both Optimistic, Kovan, and also Rinkby on mainnet. And we're pushing Kali live to both mainnet Optimism and also mainnet ETH um, quite shortly. Oh, this is sick. Okay, so I can see like open orders right now. Um, so it works with NFTs, so you can p do puts and calls on NFTs. It sounds like. That's yeah. Well, for Putty right now, you can write and you can buy and sell puts for both NFTs and ERC twenties. You can even package both an NFT and an ERC twenty or multiple of each into one put contract. For Kali, it's still for NFTs and ERC twenties, but the goal is to have. It's like it's you're basically selling covered calls. So what you're doing is you're earning a premium on your NFT by staking it in a vault and selling a call on it. And by defining the parameters like premium and duration in a specific way, you can ensure that the, uh, the other side of the trade is quite far out of the money. So it's a little bit of, it, there's obviously risk associated, but it's really allowing people to earn yield on their NFTs that they're maybe bullish on and want to hold for the long term, but don't expect to moon 
tomorrow, basically. So that's the second product. But but yeah, putty is just put options right now. That is awesome, man. I think that uh, options vault are the vaults are the future for sure. Um, and man, you guys are expanding uh, so so quickly. Um, but uh, before we get into that, um, to you know, <clears throat> let a few more people join uh, to hear about it because I'm I'm very excited for that. Uh, Espresso, do we want to do a couple quick takes uh, and uh, cover cover a couple uh, items before we get into putty? I'm down if you want to. Um, Tam, how much time do you have? I mean, if if you if you have to jump off, then we can do it now, unless uh, unless you're just chilling. So. I, I've got I've got the next hour free. Yeah, all right, sounds good. You want me to go first here, Rocky, or what do you think? Yep, take the wheel. All right, so um, I'm working on a little post here on Soulbound NFTs. I mentioned this in the intro like a few minutes ago, but yeah, Soulbound NFTs, Vitalik put out an SSRN article, right? And it sort of feels like the next iteration of uh, NFTs. Um, basically, the premise is that this is a new type of NFT that is non-tradable and, and non-transferable. So soul-bound, meaning it, an, it's an NFT that will be bound to the wallet that it ends up in. And then, uh, you know, so it's bound to some sort of a unique ID in that wallet. And, uh, you know, it's a way to like distinguish um things you've done in the web three space or also uh, like perhaps uh, use cases like ID cards or graduation certificates. I was thinking about the freecodecamp.org website. You can do like coding lessons and then you can earn a certificate or a badge that shows you learned like JavaScript, for example. Uh, that's a use case where uh, soulbound NFTs could be leveraged and actually um, show a pseudonymous person, right? Like if if you're if you just have a pseudonym and you don't want to have your uh, you know main account associated with your wallet, um, it's a way for a pseudonymous identity to um, really build credibility in the Web three space. So. A lot to unpack. I think I'm barely even scratching the surface, but definitely recommend giving Vitalik's blog post a read. I think the one reason that it's not getting a whole lot of hype right now is because it's a non-tradable token, right? So <laughs> the DGENs can't flip soulbound NFTs. But in terms of the societal and cultural relevance of these, I think they may almost have a larger impact than the traditional NFTs as we know them today have uh, as, as, as just artwork and collectibles, right? So I'm pretty excited just to see the types of things that Soulbound NFTs unlock, which we can't even um, imagine yet, right? Um, and then I have a couple optimism stats here to share with you. As we all know, the big selling point is cheaper gas. And I was looking at Dune, uh, a Dune Analytics dashboard, Gas on average is 95 times cheaper on Optimism than Mainnet, right? So like over the last week, it was between 18 and 32 cents, which is huge. Um, big barrier to entry for users to get onto Mainnet is just gas fees. And when we can lower that, I think L2s are a game changer for getting 
the next millions of users onto uh, Web3 and NFTs. Uh, $5,578 million in on-chain value in Optimism uh, right now. Uh, 60,000 transactions per day happening on Optimism. And in less than a year, that has more than doubled. So we were at around 30,000 like eight or nine months ago. 200,000 unique users. And OP token, when token, we, we all want to know, right? I think a lot of us are patiently awaiting the OP token. I know the Quixotic NFT marketplace, for example, is going to implement OP um, on their website, which is super cool. But uh, Jay Rocky, want to take a guess at how many eligible wallet addresses there were for the OP airdrop? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, 270,000. You're pretty close. 240, <laughs> 248K. Damn, you're like right on the money. Impressed. Like you're within like, you know, 5, 10%. Pretty good. Yeah, 248,000 eligible addresses for the airdrop. I didn't make it, but I know a lot of, probably a lot of people on this call did. Um, yeah, so exciting times. That's all I got. Uh, Jay Rocky, sounds like you have some stuff as well. Yeah, and uh, it's funny that you mentioned everybody wants to know the price, right? Because this is something that's uh, um, interested to get in as we talk about Putty as well, because you can actually speculate uh, on the price of OP with Putty, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, also, I'm glad that you brought up the Soulbound NFTs because I think that it could fit a use case that or facilitate a use case uh, that we have been lacking so far in Web3 and that use case is uncollateralized loans, right? And so, you know, now we have collateralized loans where you put up your crypto, you can get some stable coin or, you know, whatever other crypto you want back. Uh, what we don't have uh, is a way to just take out an uncollateralized loan where you don't have to put anything uh, or don't have to put much up and you get a loan in return. I think that one of uh, the tools that could be used to legitimize uh, that somebody will pay something back or they're a, a long-term um, person in crypto and trustable uh, are those soulbound NFTs, uh, similar to what uh, a loan company uh, today would use your your credit score for or something like that. So I'm really, really super excited about soulbound NFTs. But what uh, today, what I wanted to cover uh, was opportunities in the Optimism ecosystem, right? So as we all know, Optimism is decentralizing and they're airdropping their governance token to early adopters. One of the responsibilities these airdrop holders have is to vote on what's called phase zero proposals. So what are these proposals? Well, Optimism has allocated a certain amount of OP tokens to protocols who have been building on Optimism for a while. In order to claim these tokens, these protocols must write up a proposal on how they're going to use this token allocation to actually grow the Optimism network which the OP token holders uh, who got airdropped those tokens, right, will then vote on. <clears throat> and so last week we covered Lyra's proposal and the opportunities presented for technical and non-technical users alike. This week we wanted to cover Hop's proposal. So Hop has actually been allocated a million OP tokens to facilitate growth on the Optimism Network. 
Uh, Hop will actually be using all of these tokens to subsidize bridging costs for their users. So what that means is every user that onboards to Optimism using the Hop protocol will have 80% of their total onboarding fees paid back to them, refunded back to them in OP. And so those fees include not just gas fees, but uh, AMM, liquidity provider fees, and also bonder fees. And so that's huge right there, just onboarding into Optimism uh, via L1 or another L2 or you know wherever, <clears throat> and getting 80% of your cost uh, associated with getting that money over to Optimism uh, back. So a huge benefit there. I think we'll grow the network. Um, a uh, couple caveats and uh, some some extra items as well. Uh, also, users who continue to regularly use the Hop protocol uh, will also continue to earn OP rewards. Uh, and one caveat is that only direct interactions with Hop contracts will be considered for OP rewards. Right, so you'd have to actually go to the Hop website uh, and bridge directly through Hop. Uh, so no bridge aggregators, uh, say, oh, say, Zerion, or say you go through Zerion, or you go through Zapperfy, uh, which is a bridge ag aggregator, and they just happen to send your money over through the Hop network. Uh, those transactions will not qualify. But as long as you go directly to Hop, uh, you'll have 80% of those costs refunded to you, which is, which is a, a really great thing. I think this will help uh, grow the network tremendously because one of the things that uh, what is pretty expensive that people don't want to do is you know bridge over um, from layer one to layer two uh, considering you know they already sent their money over to layer one and they're like ah oh, now I have to go to this this layer two thing they had cheaper transactions and so it will be nice uh, to have you know an eighty percent rebate back on on the cost to send your money over uh, to optimism. Uh, and then two other things that I just wanted to quickly cover uh, was that later tonight, the Cryptovania Mint uh, from the Quicks team uh, will be going live. So you'll be able to mint uh, those Cryptovanians. Uh, and also Quicks this week or last week actually uh, created an onboarding ramp, uh, a Fiat Direct onboarding ramp. And so you can actually go to the Quicks website, click Add Funds, and then you can add funds directly to Quixotic um, via your credit card um, or uh, debit card. So that's that's going to be huge to, to onboard people to OP NFTs as well. I just want to say Hop is gangster. I used that for the first time a couple weeks ago. And, you know, like when I first got on Optimism, you have to bridge over from ETH mainnet, right? So you bridge, you pay gas or whatever. And then your funds are on the Optimism network in your wallet. What I love about Hop, and it's pretty, I mean, well-known, it's pretty simple, but I saw it as such a game changer. And that is the ability to bridge from one layer two to another, right? So like, for example, you can send just like you only pay, I mean, 18 or 30 cents or whatever on Optimism for gas fees. You're, you're only going to pay like a dollar and you can move funds from say Arbitrum over to Optimism or Optimism back to Arbitrum. Uh, I think it even works like ZK Sync and, and others. So I really love Hop, very bullish on it. Uh, I think there is a Hop airdrop uh, at some point, but yeah, super cool protocol. Yeah, so do we want to get back into Putty and Tam? Um, you probably don't want to be called Tam, so uh, what, what, should we, uh, what should we call you? What would you prefer? Yeah, no, 
Tama, Tam, Tamo, it's all good. I, I don't really have a strong preference. Um, it's up to you guys. All right, sounds good. So, Tama, uh, there's been a few few extra people joining. Um, I'm sure that they are not super familiar with Putty. Uh, do you want to kind of walk them through um, what Putty is, how it works, just to start off? Yeah, of course. So, um, for all those of the people that have just recently joined, um, Tama Goyaki, one of the two devs working on two protocols. One is called Putty and the other is called Kali. Um, Putty is an options platform for NFTs and ERC-20s that's currently live in its MVP stage on both Ethereum and Optimism. Basically, what the protocol allows users to do is to buy and sell put options on their NFTs and ERC-20s. So if you want to hedge your risk, if you have an NFT that's worth one ETH and you uh, are afraid that the price might drop below a certain threshold or or whatever the cause may be, you can set a you can buy a put option at a strike price of 0.5 ETH, let's say, um, and pay a small premium for that for the next month. So what that basically means is for the next month, if the price goes below 0.5 ETH on that NFT, you can exercise and get 0.5 ETH from whoever sold the option to you. So it allows you to protect your downside um, in the case of an NFT's floor price dropping or like a token's price dropping. What's interesting is actually as soon as we saw that the op token was uh, you know, close to release and one of the members of our Discord actually pointed this out, um, we set to create functionality to where now users can create put options uh, they can create buy orders for put options for the their op token uh, allocation. So you can specify however many op tokens you want, and and it still it's you know all the prices are ETH denominated. But really, if you are concerned about the op token being less than what people are hyping it up to be now, you can actually buy a preemptive put option on that. So that's just like one use case in the very near term for optimism uh, users. Uh, the other is that. Hopefully, when more liquidity comes and all those Optipunks that you guys are stacking go to the moon, you can uh, insure yourselves uh, on the downside using Putty as well. But that's just the MVP for, for Putty. Um, we also have developed a platform called Kali, which allows you to earn yield on your NFTs by selling covered calls on your NFT. So if you don't think your NFT is going to moon in the short term, you can sell a covered call um, specifying a specific duration and premium that you want to earn. And someone else will come along and the mechanism is a reverse Dutch auction. So there will be like a really high strike price that continuously goes lower and lower until someone comes along and says, okay, I'm willing to give you this small premium uh, for this really large strike price. So if you set the parameters correctly, you can pretty much avoid getting liquidated while continuing to earn yield on your actual NFT. Like, for example, like your Optipunk. It's, I'm definitely going to, I have, I've been stacking Optipunks for a while now, and I'm definitely going to use Kali on both Optimism and Ethereum for my NFTs. But like the big, the big thing to know is that we're trying to build out options functionality for anyone that, that has NFTs or even like ERC20s that have some relation to NFTs at all. So, you know, the space itself is, is, uh, has a lot of room for people to build in uh, NFT financialization in general. Outside of lending, lending is starting to get quite competitive now. Um, but outside of lending, uh, there's a lot of room to build and a lot of new primitives that haven't been built yet. And so 
you know, myself and the other developer out.eth are, are looking forward to continuing to build in this space. So, yeah, that's what we are in a nutshell. Thanks for the introduction, Jay Rocky. Yeah, of course. And uh, I'm very excited, actually, once the OP token launches, because I think what I am going to do is uh, usually, you know, it goes higher rate after you kind of airdrop it. And so what I was thinking of was using Putty uh, for a put option on them. And so let's say that uh, the price is at three or four dollars um, and I write my call option so that it works out to, you know, however much OP that I have, say a thousand, uh, and then <clears throat> uh, add the strike price in um, so that the token effectively I'm trying to, I can guarantee that I can sell it for say $2, right? And it's at two or it's at three or $4 and I'm willing to pay somebody say 50 or a hundred bucks if they can guarantee me that they'll buy my OP for $2 um, for the next 30 days. And I'll give you say a hundred dollars to just guarantee me that even though, you know, the price is now at three or $4 just so that I can say, okay, uh, if somebody buys this now, I know for sure that I will at least get $2 for my OP uh, in case the airdrop uh, goes goes sideways uh, on me, which it, it never may. But it's nice to exact or have that functionality um, to to put that sort of insurance on it and guarantee uh, your your sell price if you are if you are planning to sell. For sure. And I will add that Putty right now in version one, the functionality is slightly limited. You can create a put contract with your specifications and then obviously fill an existing order. But most of the volume we've seen, well, one, it's been on mainnet, but two, it's been mostly concentrated around like institutions that have wanted to bulk insure themselves, basically. Um, we've done like, I think, $50,000 worth of transfers right now um and most of it has been from like large clients like if anyone has heard of floor dow um on mainnet side that like they sold a bunch of puts to another organization that was uh wanting to protect themselves on like the forgotten rune wizards cult nft collection so that's like where most of the volume happens it, it effectively is like peer-to-peer over-the-counter trading desk right now but uh more specifically for you, Jay Rocky, if you do have an intention to create orders like that, definitely DM me because I have received a fair amount of interest from other counterparties that would be willing to take the other side of that trade. So I can definitely make it so we can reach like favorable terms, um, potentially even off chain, uh, just to make that process smooth. So reach out and anyone who's listening, really, if you do want to do something like that with your optimism tokens, just reach out to to my discord or, or hop in the discord and, and ask because that's definitely something that i've heard a fair amount of interest on the sell side for so there is interest on both sides basically that that is awesome i appreciate that <clears throat> um yeah because whenever you're trying to uh put an option out there you know you don't know exactly you know what the what other people are looking at that would be you know agreeable terms um and so yeah it's helpful to to have you uh, facilitate something like that so yeah that would be that'd be much appreciated and very very valuable tool for sure and like right now we're at a pretty early stage so it does have to go I mean, not has to, but to get favorable terms, oftentimes you will have to go through someone like me who who has like a um, 
you know, the ability to connect parties. But for V2, we're, this already exists for our mainnet application, but because the uh, API space on Optimism is not as developed, it's, we have not set up the same thing for Optimism, but we have a Black-Scholes calculator that uh, specifies an effective premium uh, for an NFT based off of the parameters like, you know, uh, uh, duration, um, strike price, and, and like what the volatility of the current collection actually is. So we have all that that we calculate for users, which helps the counterparties that are going on mainnet Ethereum uh, figure out what's a more optimal price. We want to do that for Optimism as well. And we're talking with the the uh, Quicks team about setting that up because they're actually building out some interesting stuff that could be used in that space. Um, so I would say by the time we launch our version two on, again, both Ethereum and Optimism, that kind of functionality will be available for Optimism users as well. So you won't have to go through like someone like me who just happens to know what everyone wants. Like it'll be it'll be a, a lot more streamlined. Wow, that is an insanely valuable tool. And just for everybody listening, if you're not familiar with the Black Shoals uh, option pricing model, basically that is so. If you're buying an option, even in the regular you know stock market or regular financial markets. That is what basically everybody in the world uses uh, to price options. And so uh, it's kind of a, a standard um, agreed upon uh, standard for the most part. Uh, so you at least know whenever you're using this Black Scholes option pricing model, um, it's, a, it's a very legit model that is widely used within the industry for pricing options. So you can guarantee that uh, you're going based on the inputs, you're going to get a very fair um price output from this model for sure and it's it's a little bit uh interesting with nfts just because they're a lot more illiquid than uh even erc20s but of course also public stock offerings so we we had to modify the black shoals model just a little bit to to um (coughs) excuse me we had to modify it just a little bit just to uh make it fit a little better for nfts um but in general yeah it is the the standard that a lot of options market makers use to judge the quality of, of offerings on both the buy and sell side. Yeah, that's a good point. Sometimes I forget in the crypto space, literally we're doing stuff that nobody else has ever done before or has ever even thought of. So uh, just so much experimentation going on in this space. Uh, so Espresso or anybody listening in the audience uh, that has a, a question or, you know, was was if something was unclear or they're thinking about, ah, can I maybe use Putty uh, for this thing or that thing? Um, you can raise your hand, bring you up on stage. You can ask a question or just uh, a statement that's, uh, that we can, we can riff on. Um, so I want to give some time to invite the audience up. Yes, for sure. The purpose of these spaces are really just to be an open discussion, right? We're all here to learn. So just jump on up. Chances are, you know more than I do. So share the alpha. Let us know your thoughts, questions, ideas, shill your project, pump your bags, whatever you're feeling. Come on up and uh, yeah, love to have people and more speakers. Um, Yeah, I do have a question though about uh, Putty and Cali. I'm actually looking at the Putty website now. It's putty.finance. And I'm just curious about the UI. I mean, it seems very clean, very nice. How, what was your reasoning or who did the UI? Do you have a team that kind of helped with the development or 
what was kind of some of your thoughts on just building out that user interface and, and user experience? Right. So it's just it's just myself and and out.eth, the two developers. We actually built this MVP while working full time. Out worked for consensus, um, and I was working at like a parallel processing firm, like a just as a as a dev. Um, and so we built the MVP, and the UI is also done by by us. Um, which so we think it's clean for now, but our version two UI, which we just actually specced out last week, I think is going to blow this one out of the park. This still feels for me a little bit cluttered, and because you know it's an MVP, it's not like a finished product or anything. But yeah, we 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 wrote it up. Um, we usually try, obviously, to do the smart contract logic first, and then move on to the UI afterwards. Um, but we, for version two, we took a some time to spec out not only the contract architecture but also the front end interface and how that would all relate. Um, so yeah, very uh, very excited to show some V two. I mean, not maybe tomorrow, but. In the near future, I'll be dropping what we would want V2 to look like on our Twitter. So, but yeah, basically, it's just myself and another dev doing doing the development. So a small team. You guys have Web2 jobs, just like Jay Rocky and I. It's super funny to meet you know meet more people that are working Web2, but then you know you, you have your side hustle in Web3, and uh, it's just it just goes to show the passion that that all of us have for this new iteration of the internet. Um, for sure. When you're, you know, looking at scope specking out V2, are you doing like user interviews or are you doing user research or how do you make those decisions? What kind of thought processes or what, what goes into making some of those changes? Sure. And yeah, just to, just to speak a little bit on that last point, just so there's no confusion. Um, so we did have full-time jobs and we're doing this on the side in our free time. But a couple of weeks ago, uh, we decided to go full-time, uh, which is why like we're a little bit more involved now. Um, and, and, and now I think we can just put our heads down and, and focus up because, you know, the speed of delivery is, is pretty important to us as well. So, but to speak to the second point, we believe in an open system for a, and, and full transparency for as, as much as of the development as we can. So for Putty, and I remember, I know J Rocky remembers this, but we released our testnet pretty early in the development cycle uh, for people to start using, and we were we asked for feedback, and many people were generous with their time and and gave great feedback, um, and most of that feedback ended up actually making it into the 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 platform itself. So we we had a strong focus on an open testnet no gated testnet or whitelist or anything like that we just wanted people that actually cared about the platform at the time to give feedback um and and use it and battle test it for v2 i think we'll do something similar uh, so actually just a, a small aside we have the same kind of mindset for kali as well so the the testnet is public and you can find the links for everything in our discord so if you guys wanted you can check it out right now uh, even though it's not live on mainnet or 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 you know, mainnet optimism or ETH yet. Um, the testnet is live for both optimism and Ethereum, and we would love to hear any feedback. By the way, that's like what we're trying to build around is a product that people can actually use. So, anyway, for our V2, we want to do the same thing. The only thing is the smart contracts because we're kind of expanding our functionality. It's going to take a little bit longer to do the smart contract side of the, the development. So, what we really want is to grind super hard to get the smart contracts done. 
so that we can build a minimal UI, release that for public testing and get feedback and, and stuff. But like the UI itself should still have all the thematic concepts we want from our V2 UI. And then based off user feedback and iterations, we'll obviously build on that. But yeah, I mean, I try to take any time that someone is especially active in our Discord or seems to take an interest, I'm always in their DMs asking them, would you like this? What do you want here? Like, is this, is this obvious for you? And stuff like that. So I think a lot of projects, especially when they're smaller, they, can, they tend to do a good job about asking their user for, for feedback. And it's kind of one of our core uh, philosophies is to get as much user feedback from the people that actually care at this time. That's huge. And uh, so it's, it's solidity, right, for, for smart contracts? Is that what you use? Yeah, yeah. We write all the smart contract logic is in Sol. And then our front end is just like a typical web stack that can connect to the smart contracts. Sick. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm excited to, you know, see and hopefully even help out with any feedback um, over the development cycles. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. And so if anybody wants to check that out, I dropped a link in the Twitter spaces. Uh, if you go to Espresso's page, uh, the original uh, Twitter link for the spaces, I dropped an article um, of how to get into uh, Colleagues Testnet uh, and provide some feedback there. You can join the, the Discord as well. Does it let you pin that, Jay Rocky? Or do I, I think you can pin it maybe, but if not, I can do that too. I do not know. I did it on desktop and I'm on my phone oh, okay. um, with this. But yeah, Let's if you see. could pin it, that'd be great. It should be up there now. Let's see if it works. And if, if anyone can't find that, you know, just head over to like Putty Fi, uh, P-U-T-T-Y-F-I on Twitter. And there's links to the Discord, uh, to the Kali Finance Twitter page and to our website as well. So feel free to check that out if you guys missed the, the link that J-Rocky dropped. So I have a question. Yeah, for sure. So I have a question. Um, what is the thing that you're most excited about uh, for Putty or Kali in the next year or so, or and or what is the, I uh, will say, oddest, most unique use case that we could use either one of those protocols for? Or you could say even the most degen thing. Sure, sure. <laughs> so with the current vision in place a very interesting thing that that we've already started having it, uh, initial conversations for um for for put contracts has been with nft lending protocols because right now their loan to value ratios are quite low um basically what that means is if i have a let's say a nft worth 100 eth i can only get like 50 eth uh loan for that nft they're really extremely over collateralized um, because there's no way for the lender to hedge their risk but if they were able to buy a put option on that nft then uh, they can offer a higher loan to value ratio basically giving more to the borrower um, and thus earning a higher interest uh, payment so essentially what that means is you you as the lender hedge your risk and allow for more money to be lended out to NFT-backed loans, uh, which is a really interesting use case that I think Putty fits quite well into. Um, another thing to consider is in our version two where we have um, the functionality for uh, like having options on any NFT in a collection as opposed to having to create an option for like 
punk one, two, three, four, you can create a general floor punk option, um, which means that at any point in time, if you want to exercise the option, you can hold any punk in your wallet and exercise with that. You don't need to hold a specific crypto punk. And what that allows for is a whole you know, suite of products can be built on top of that. So for example, an NFT index, like an option index that, that like tracks the prices of five different collections or, or like you can also trade like an automated trading strategy for NFTs where you can buy insurance or a PUC option, which is like is a form of insurance. You can buy insurance for that like entire month that you're trading the floor of a specific collection. And you can exercise that put option with whatever NFT you happen to hold at that specific point in time. So that's like near-term stuff. But I guess your question was more like long-term vision. We think that structured products uh, for NFTs are, is a market that no one's really touching right now. But with the introduction of more Oracle services, with more volume flowing into NFTs, with primitives like an NFT-based options, what we really want is to create a situation where users can purchase structured products or just like put their money into a vault that earns yield based off of an NFT put writing strategy, for example, and, and have that option for people. Because this cycle in the past, this crypto cycle was defined by unsustainable yield. All the Ponzinomics, all the like uh, different APYs that were offered in the short term that bled out after the emission stopped. And what we really want is someone to look at crypto for the first time and say, oh, like I can actually earn five percent monthly or whatever and i know that's not going to deviate that much and structured products is one way that you can get to that point so that's kind of what i'm most excited about in the nft finance space specifically that is awesome uh so i love it uh short term it kind of seems like you guys are almost a a public good per se where you know other protocols can use your protocol to make theirs better like and improve of course the user experience for everybody while doing it because in the end what the users get uh, is that they're able to uh, loan more money or they're able to uh, get more money uh whenever they put up their NFT as collateral for a loan, because what you're doing or what Putty is doing is providing uh, the back-end risk management that allows them to give uh, the the person that is taking out the loan more money. Um, so so that is awesome. And also, I love the, the long-term vision as well, and I think that people would be very, very interested uh, in kind of a, uh, a generalized nft um kind of uh, yield making uh strategy uh for the long term to kind of reduce the risk of you know buying or selling um a one specific nft uh where you can kind of uh provide that base or that uh, i guess you could say um the the floor price um you can build products from the floor price of that uh, NFT collection or sure. a bunch of NFT collections. For sure. Yeah. I, I also, I can't even believe I just forgot. Like, I think, you know, the, the finance stuff is all cool and all, but I think honestly, like w one really sick use case for, for putty, um, which it's a little bit long-term just because like GameFi hasn't really taken over as much yet, but there are a lot of up and coming games that have like uh, regressive traits like damage, like the ability to take damage or like health. 
right? And so users, when they play the games, their NFTs, let's say they, they can like engage in a task where there's like a 50-50 chance of them losing half their health. That loss of health actually impacts the price of that NFT when they later go to sell it. So what if the user even baked into the game or, or abstracted from the game, whichever, but what if the user can buy a put option on that NFT before they engage in the task that can damage the price of their NFT? So they're basically protecting themselves. And obviously the premium would be based off of the chance that that user actually takes or does not take damage. But you can eventually see like whole markets existing around this whole like insurance space where you, you, uh, you're like trusting the player that's more skilled with a better premium, but you're, you're like maybe making a newer player pay a little bit more to cover themselves. So like, I think that's honestly one interesting use case that I, I don't think anyone is really thinking about is like, in sh like as Web3 develops, as games develop or whatever, like the metaverse, whatever people determine that to be, uh, having a way to purchase insurance that, that prevents your downside in the actual game, I think is pretty interesting from, from an from a options specific perspective. Yeah, that is, I can actually think of two kind of GameFi projects um, that that would be useful for right now, actually, uh, where uh, Battlefly, the kind of magic ecosystem, you train these Battleflies and then you take them into battle where obviously you're going to get damage or sustain a certain amount of damage, uh, so being used there. And then I'm wondering also, uh, Cryptovania essential or they're minting later today right and so in cryptovania as mark was describing you can actually go to a certain place uh to and you have essentially a 10 percent chance uh to interact with this space uh and either your nft uh gets burnt or it becomes like a super super rare nft and the percent chance is known there so I wonder if it can also be applied to, uh, you know, something where uh, there's a 10% chance of your NFT becoming super rare, but also there's uh, on the other end of that, right? There's a 90% chance of your NFT being being burnt and it being no more. So yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of interesting use cases there for Game Five. Didn't even think about that. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I just thought it was cool because, like, I don't know, however many people played runescape back in the day but i, I think i could have used some of that at, at some points in time yeah it's funny to hear the actual amount of people who used to play runescape and runescape is how they got into game buy and play to earn in, in crypto <laughs> in a lot of ways so that was kind of uh the og where they were playing runescape i never have but uh I heard that you could play RuneScape and then you could actually sell uh, those, uh, the gold or whatever you got in the game. Uh, people were selling those on eBay for ridiculous amounts. That was my first ever like involvement in any kind of online finance was like farming at the Grand Exchange on RuneScape to get like coins and sell them. <laughs> so it was, yeah, uh, it was it was a good experience, but definitely uh, an interesting way to see that the people that you know, played those games growing up or, or at some point in their life, they're starting to see the possibilities, maybe not in the next couple months, but eventually um, that can be created on top of a blockchain that has the same kind of effect. Yeah, it's so cool to see the impact that gaming has had on 
some of the biggest Web3 minds in blockchain. I mean, even Vitalik, he always references his time playing <laughs> like World of Warcraft, right? Um, that was his original idea for Ethereum was um, when one of his uh, like weapons or something got nerfed in the game. He realized like, oh, wait, this centralized aspect of the game is actually potentially detrimental to players um yeah i mean you know in the broader context of of web3 like if you wanted to if you built up a, a character and that and your character was essentially an nft you could then trade the character or sell the character on a nft marketplace for um you know money and actually make real uh, real crypto from from uh, what you've done in the game so pretty uh, i mean pretty basic level concepts there but i mean it just goes to show how how many people love gaming and then you know crypto gaming just expands that um to to new ways of gaming where you actually have ownership over um your in-game assets and you feel like you're um more a part of the game um, as, as you own own things for sure and it also provides like you know i wouldn't have to go to like sell my stuff on ebay right there's a direct exchange on the on the network now so yeah yeah it's hey guys, really interesting to i'm so excited like for some of the games like even something like dark forest i am i'm really like i i like that stuff a lot so i'm i'm excited to see where that where that goes did you get yourself a blood rune or did anybody on here get themselves a blood rune oh yeah for cryptovania awesome <laughs> So I they might their their mint might be live at two p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They said six hours until mint, but they said that they'll announce it as well. So I'd watch their twi- uh, Cryptovania Twitter and Discord. It's going to be sometime tonight, it looks. And so if you have a blood rune, you'll be able to mint one for free. If you don't have a blood rune, you'll still be able to mint one for point zero one five. And then if it mints out, of course, you'll have to go to the secondary market on quicks to buy one but yeah if you're interested in that project uh, i suggest that uh, you guys monitor their twitter in their discord uh, you'll be able to get in on the initial mint 0.015 so that's roughly 30 bucks and when you factor in the low gas fees probably you're going to end up paying less than a dollar in gas so yeah i mean you're looking at a nft for like 30 bucks on one of the uh hottest uh games in the optimism ecosystem at this point so yeah definitely bullish i'm I'm gonna have to get on that thanks for the reminder um super cool it looks like we have odysseus that just jumped up what's up thanks for jumping on stage how's it going he's a listener now i think he might have gotten kicked off we might have to pull he might have gotten rugged let's see he got he got rugged as a lot of people do in crypto We'll try not to rug you on here, though, as much as, as much as we possibly can. Yo, can you guys hear me? Yo, what's up? Van's up here, too. What's up, Van? Yeah, he must have an internet connection issue. Van, you're on, you're on mute. <laughs> hey, Van, by me? the way, is... Oh, there we go, yep. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm, my phone's trying to connect to my car, and then there was a mess up, so... Yeah, sorry about that. No worries. So actually, for everybody else, uh, Van is one of my good buddies out here uh, in Pennsylvania, um, and I actually got him into crypto a while back. Uh, now now he's way down the rabbit hole. So, so what's going on, man? 
Oh, not not a whole lot. Uh, I got my three blood runes, so I'm waiting for that to drop tonight, so I can I can go get my NFTs. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that blood runes is going to be a big project for sure, especially because it has the crypto ethos. Like it's going to be built from the bottom up, where you know you get these NFT characters, and then you know the community, whoever owns them gets to build an entire story behind them. Uh, and that kind of perpetuates the value of that NFT and also the project uh, in general. So definitely something that I'm, I'm very excited about. Oh, it's, quite, it's quite similar to the uh, Wizards project on ETH mainnet. And that has seen like a fair amount of success uh, based off that like story aspect. So I'm really excited for, for it as well. So out of curiosity, Van, uh, what was the selling point that J-, J Rocky gave you to get into Web3? Well, how much time you got? <laughs> I want to hear, like, because some people are like, I- I've told friends about it, you know, one or two of them have been interested, and then some people are like, uh, their eyes glaze over, and then they just never do it, right? So it- it's awesome to see that, you know, you were able to get in from a friend that you know, right? Just like, a, a friend actually got me into it, so we all have our... Uh, unique uh, way of jumping into the space yeah no he knew i was into crypto but just i'm a stock investor that's how i started and then i started kind of getting into bitcoin and ethereum and recently too i mean 20 end of 2020 bitcoin was 10 grand and i had had 10 grand for a house and i was leaving for a few months i was like oh i should totally just buy one bitcoin i didn't but uh definitely should have so he knew I was kind of into it, and then he uh, came up to visit me one night, and we were up till, I don't know, three in the morning, talking about it, Arbitrum and Optimism, and all the Web three stuff. Yeah, it's funny that uh, you say you were up to three in the morning because that was on purpose as well. Back then, uh, that's when gas on Layer One was super high. So all Will and I did was uh, stay up really late to transact. <laughs> <laughs> because we really couldn't afford layer one. Uh, so super happy that the, the layer twos came about. Uh, we were able to to get on to Optimism and Arbitrum and, and a couple of the other ones as well. What were, what were some of the first NFTs or the first transactions that you guys made? Well, you go ahead, take it. I'd like to hear. Trying to think. He got me on GMX. Um, I was big into leveraging um you know ethereum try and get more gains obviously you can definitely get more losses as well if things go down which they have but uh i think obviously right now i think would be a great time to get into that aspect but um i think the optipunk was the first thing i bought Um, it was like right after they i think it was right after they dropped but i bought it i don't know secondary marketplace i guess Sick. Yeah, I like the OptiPunks. Uh, we had uh, we met with Bodo a couple weeks back. He jumped on. Super smart guy. Um, and it's just cool how the OptiPunks donated. I think it was all of the proceeds, or I don't know if it was all of the revenue, but at least like all of the profit towards public goods on Optimism. So, I mean, there is that sort of like uh, philanthropic positive aspect of it in addition to like being the biggest I think it's the biggest collection in the optimism ecosystem so yeah 
cool to get to be involved in. I only have one Optipunk at this point, but yeah, it's a, it's a great project. I've been, uh, I've been stacking Optipunks for a while now. I've been waiting for the Optimus, Optimism to drop their token and people to start moving on and check out the biggest collection. So for a couple months now, I've been stacking uh, when I can. So hopefully, you know, that's all worth it. But Bodo's a great guy too, so it's always nice to help, help out another uh, Optimism dev. 100%. What are your favorite traits? Or, or do, you have any, do you have a specific strategy for stacking? Or are you just sweeping the floor every now and then? Or what's your... Uh, What's your acquisition uh, tactic there? So I, I have some floors. Uh, I, I think I have, a, I have a fair amount of floors like that. I try to obviously snipe ones with like uh, more rare traits. But as part of like uh, building out Putty and, and all the stuff that we've been doing in the NFT space, we've developed a couple of tools to that, that we use uh, for NFT like uh, rarity. And so I've been able to get like at floor price some NFTs for Optipunks that I would personally consider rare. And I think they are, I mean, it's easier to see because Optipunks are obviously a derivative of CryptoPunk. So you can check like on most popular sites, but we have like a little tweak on, on some of the rarity scores that we see online. So yeah, I have floors and, and some rares. Um, I don't like showing people them yet though. I want to wait for the price to go to go up uh, before I publicly revealed the Optipunks that I have. But I'll, I'll rock, honestly, as it gets closer to like when Op drops their token, I'll start rocking a Optipunk uh, profile picture for a bit. That, that should be fun. Oh, so you gotta have the secret vault wallet on uh, Quixotic. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Um, I am so excited. I think that everybody, uh, I don't think everybody really understands what's going to happen when OP drops their token as far as usage on the network goes, right? We saw a huge spike uh, in volume and also people bridging ETH uh, over to Optimism whenever they announced. Uh, but I don't think anybody has any idea what's going to happen, uh, how much that's going to all pick up once the OP token goes live and there's a little bit of mania, even in uh, even considering that it is a bear market. Uh, if you look what happened actually <laughs> with Luna, right? Luna 2, the set, their second token drop, it went from like 50 cents to $31. Now it's back down to like $3. And so I think that's, uh, that just goes to show even in a bear market, prices for drops can get pretty crazy. It's, I mean, in part, it's because people are bored or, or like looking for, you know, alpha where it's hard to find. So I think like, yeah, a lot of people are pretty excited whenever, especially like a project as large as Optimism, when they release news that they're going to drop a token there's not a lot that most people are doing right now. And so it's a good chance to speculate when you can. And, you know, I hope, you know, people in this chat have qualified for the airdrop on a personal level or through like a DAO or protocol they support um, because, you know, it's just a good way to the airdrop itself as a function. It's like, okay, someone will go on, claim the airdrop, sell it on the market and then bridge it back to Ethereum. But a lot of people will stick around too. And, they, they're going to use their op token, but they, they'll also use you convert it to ETH or USD or whatever and, and trade on, let's say, Quicks maybe or, or, or use one of the other protocols like Quenta or something like that. So, so I, yeah, I'm pretty excited for when it actually happens to see the market effects. Uh, honestly, like I'm 
kind of ramping up my Optipunk stacking strategy at this point because I don't want to miss out before before like the token drops. Yep, 100%. And I'll make one final comment as well. I know we're getting close to time here, um, but I'm really excited for the the Optimism token and also the, the opportunities that uh, it presents. And so even if you didn't get an OP drop, uh, you know, there's still another 14% left that Optimism is going to airdrop. And so if you do have some OP tokens and you're voting on these proposals on chain or you're using protocols on chain from, you know, now until the future, that may qualify you for that extra 14% of airdrops uh, in the future uh, to give you a size of, or an idea of scale. This current airdrop, or the first one that's dropping, is five percent. Uh, the and so they still have another fourteen percent left to to airdrop to early adopters and users. So really, really exciting. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, we'll see how the phase two airdrops work. Um, definitely following that pretty closely. So it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting to see that happen. Uh, so do we want to do a final call for any questions or comments, and then? close it out yeah questions comments projects chills we covered putty fi putty finance website putty.finance twitter putty fi go check it out tam up here is the uh, i guess you're the founder right or yeah co-founder me and co-founder. Uh, yeah. are the two co-founders yeah sweet yeah so definitely check that out uh, look forward to seeing the version two come out um yeah any other van anything uh j rocky tam anything else no i just wanted to thank everybody for joining by the way i really enjoy doing these each week each uh week with you guys talking to a different protocol or or somebody else uh interesting yeah for sure love having these been super fun this is week four Thank you so much, everybody that's jumped on. I know, I mean, like Van, I think you were here last week. Awesome having you. Tam, great getting to meet you as well and hear about Putty. Um, And yeah, everybody that tuned in on a holiday, nonetheless, I appreciate it. And uh, Jay Rocky and I launched a podcast on Spotify, which is the recordings of these. So would love if you guys can like leave us a review there just to help the algorithm promote the podcast. Um, I think you can rate on Spotify, but um, yeah, thanks again, everybody for jumping in next Monday, 4 PM Pacific time, 7 PM Eastern time every Monday. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for having me this week. Uh, I'll be sure to stop by when, if I'm free on, on Mondays. Cause I, I think, you know, this is exactly what needs to happen. Um, for for any of this stuff to be taken up by by people in general and i'd love to hear some of the more interesting speakers that come on so thanks so much for having me guys 100 percent, yeah thanks again tam um options on optimism and and on ethereum mainnet